Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Randy Moss Catering Company, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. As you can tell, I'm not Jana, I'm the Sherpa. Jana, welcome to the show tonight. Hi, how is the food at our catering company? <laughs> I, I had to send it back. It was no good. I, oh, I actually no. threw quite the tirade, you know, when I tasted it. You know, I just said, I don't have to eat this stuff anymore. I make a lot of money, and there's no reason for me to eat this. I wouldn't even feed this to my dogs. So apparently That's some people are upset. That's a very common reaction. Apparently some people, <laughs> some people are upset with me for reasons I can't understand, but uh, be that as it may. Shocking. We've got a show to do. I guess we'll get on with it. Uh, We have a big night ahead. We have, as usual, a multitude of injuries, and we're going to break down each game, who to start, who to sit, who's questionable. Um, We're also going to look at some of the disappointments of the season, some waiver wire pickups. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, if you want to have your voice heard during the show, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow. That's the number 4THNInchesShow. You can also email us at the same handle, the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. Or you can call in at 347-677-1608. And you can ask us any questions about who you want to start, sit, or just say hi, whatever you want. <laughs> and you can find us during the week at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's a great blog there. We debate things. There's all kinds of cool articles. And you can also read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. And I guess we should get right into these injuries since there's a list a mile long. <laughs> yeah. It's being yeah. making your voice heard, though. You know, yesterday was election mm-hmm. day. My One of my goals in life is to run in a campaign, a political campaign, win the election, and then keep running attack ads against my opponent even after the election is over. <laughs> Maybe it's so that, that's something that I'm looking is, That's something I'm <laughs> Maybe it's fitting you on as Rex Ryan for Halloween then. Yeah, probably. That that was fun. <laughs> I, I got some strange looks, but uh, most people did did uh, understand what I was trying to do with that. But anyway, speaking of injuries, let's let's get right into it. Okay. Well, first and foremost, as the Randy Moss world turns, I'm sure you've all heard by now all of the shenanigans that have happened this week. He was waived by the Vikings officially yesterday after it coming out on Monday that he was going to be gone. He was claimed by the Tennessee Titans, who was actually the only team to put in a claim on him, so he will be popping up there soon. They are, they're on their bye this week, so we won't see him for two weeks. Uh, I'm Sean glad Marianne he got a bye was, week. I'm glad he got a bye week because so everybody was complaining when he got traded from New England to Minnesota that he was missing a bye week. So I think I think they put in the claim for him just because they wanted him. They felt bad for him and wanted him to have a bye week. Um, he pretty much took a bye last week. He was a non-factor, but well, that's I did Especially on that one <laughs> ball that landed about two feet away from him, but anyway. Um, Sean Merriman was also waived by, and claimed by Buffalo, who's still winless. Hopefully he can help them out there. Uh, he will not play this weekend for them. There's just not enough time for him to get into the system, but probably next week we'll see him. Uh, the drama continues. How much time do you need to get into the system? You just tackle people. I, I guess there's more to it than that. Uh, Donovan McNabb on Sunday, as you saw, was pulled with two minutes left in the game. It came out that Mike Shanahan felt that Rex Grossman was more physically fit and able to run the two-minute drill. Uh, clearly, that ruffled some feathers. Kyle Shanahan's made some statements. Donovan McNabb has issued a statement that pretty much didn't say anything, par for the course from somebody from Philadelphia. Um, it's turned into a mess. There's clearly no trust there, and that could be an issue. I would keep an eye on it since McNabb may or may not be starting or sitting, depending how the wind blows there. 
Uh, Vikings wide receiver Sidney Sydney Rice was activated from the physically unable to play list today, and he practiced. I doubt he plays this week, but you never know. Um, wide receiver Percy Harvin, also out in Minnesota, didn't practice. He sprained his left ankle. He's uncertain for this week. Hopefully he can play. If not, they're in some trouble at wide receiver there. Uh, obviously, Brett Favre has an entire injured body. His foot, ankle, and chin are officially listed. He did not participate in drills, but he was on the field. He will start this week. Uh, he's how basically far he a zombie at this point. <laughs> yeah, how far he goes in the game is anybody's guess. Uh, Seattle quarterback Matt Hasselbeck still hasn't passed, passed his concussion test yet. He's going to try again tomorrow, but... It's not looking so good for him starting this week. If he can't go, Charlie Whitehurst is going to get the start there. The Cardinals have already said that Derek Anderson's going to start this week. Max Hall is not going to get a chance to redeem himself. Carolina running back D'Angelo Williams hasn't practiced. He missed a game last week. It's going to be touch and go. You should check back on Sunday. Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson has passed his concussion test. He practiced today. It looks like he's probably going to play, barring any setbacks. Matt Moore is still going to start at quarterback for Carolina, even though they're not great. (laughs) Titans wide receiver Kenny Britt is out indefinitely with a hamstring injury, which he hurt this weekend. Lions quarterback Matt Stafford is listed with a foot injury this week, but he did practice. It shouldn't be a problem. Uh, the Browns quarterback system is still up in the air. Uh, Jake DeLome and Seneca Wallace with their respective ankle injuries still are not practicing, so it looks like Colt McCoy is going to get the go this week. Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson, he tweaked his ankle injury in the game on Sunday, but he's more than likely going to play as he has been the last few weeks. Uh, same goes for Calvin Johnson out in Detroit. He's still got shoulder pain, but he will play. He did practice. Um In New England, Patriots wide receiver Deion Branch has a hamstring injury. He was limited in practice. It doesn't look good for this week. I would wait and see uh, if he's going to be playing this week. He was in some obvious pain last week that hampered him. Packers wide receiver Donald Driver is already listed as out for Sunday with a quad injury. He's been wandering around on crutches, which doesn't bode so well, but they have a bye coming up. Hopefully he'll be okay in three weeks. Uh, You can look for Jordy Nelson or James Jones to get more time in his absence. Colts wide receiver Anthony Gonzalez, always injured and is again hurt. He hurt his knee. He hasn't practiced. He's questionable. I would say he's probably not playing. Browns wide receiver Muhammad Massacross. Saints wide receiver Marquise Colston's got a hand injury. He's limited. You should check on that as the week progresses. Beanie Wells was limited with slight knee swelling today. He should be fine for Sunday, though. Colts running back Mike Hart, not so lucky. He hurt his ankle. It doesn't look like he's going to play this week. You can check back on Sunday. Uh, It looks like Donald Brown's probably going to be the bulk of the carries this week, but Javaris James could also see some time. It looks like they're going to split carries. Joseph Adai still hasn't practiced with shoulder injury. He's unlikely to return this week. Saints running back Reggie Bush also unlikely to return this week, as is Pierre Thompson. Thomas, they both missed practice again. Chris Ivory looks like he's going to get the bulk of the carries, even though he is recovering from a concussion. Running back Felix Jones in Dallas has a bruised arm. He didn't practice, but he should be fine for Sunday. It looks like they just gave him a day off. Chargers tight end Antonio Gates still didn't practice, but he's been playing with his toe injury. He likely will again. Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez missed practice, but it wasn't injury-related. Nobody really knows what's going on, so keep checking back on that. Uh, Ravens, Todd Heap, good to go after his various injuries after that huge hit two weeks ago. He's going to be fine for this week. Uh, Not the case for Raiders tight end Zach Miller, though. He has a foot injury, didn't practice. He's very much questionable. Owen Daniels, the... Tight end that just never comes to fruition out in Texas has a hamstring injury. He didn't practice, but he is planning on playing. Packers tight end Andrew Quarles has a sprained shoulder, didn't practice, hoping to play. And the Chargers wide receivers are still all completely battered. Nane's got a hamstring injury. Malcolm Floyd also has a hamstring injury. Both are looking like they're not going to play. And Buster Davis was put on IR today. So it's going to be Patrick Creighton and the practice squad starting there this week. And we finally reached the end of the line on injuries. 
Wow. You can have the rest of the show off then. (laughs) And And if that wasn't enough, we've got got a bunch of teams on buys this week, including the Broncos, 49ers, Rams, Titans, Redskins, and so you're down even more players. But the bye weeks are going to be over in a few weeks, and we've got some great waiver wire suggestions for you later on in the show if you need replacement players. And we didn't. We also want to add that uh, Cowboys owner slash GM slash president slash water boy Jerry Jones has a bruised ego. He's questionable for this <laughs> Sunday's game. At Green I Bay. have a bruised oh. ego. <laughs> Being Cowboys fans tough right now. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I don't feel your pain, but uh, you have my. I can okay. empathize somewhat. So, <laughs> speaking of games, shall we get right to it? Uh, one more note. Um, in Washington, the Redskins did bring in Rex Grossman and J.P. Losman, or I'm sorry, not Rex Grossman, Jamarcus Russell and J.P. Losman for workouts this week. Um, but just keep in mind, it is their bye week. It's not uncommon for teams to look at people during their bye week. So I wouldn't get too crazy about it yet, but obviously it's just another thing to be upset about if you're a Redskins fan. Or so let me get this down. straight. They, he, he supposedly pulls Donovan McNabb because he's not physically fit enough after he mm-hmm. initially suggested that he wasn't mentally fit enough and then kind of backtracked on that and said he's not physically fit enough. And you're going to bring in Jamarcus right. Russell then? Who I, actually weighed in at more than most linebackers play at. He's still very much close to 300 pounds. <laughs> the guy should be a blimp in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. He shouldn't be starting a quarterback for the Redskins over Donovan McNabb. But he might anyway, be, be an that interesting is option at left tackle. <laughs> or at balloon if you have a if you have a fantasy pool on the balloons in the Macy's parade. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, let's move we... on to teams that are a little bit less dramatic. <laughs> right. But so... I really mean only a little. So first one up this week, I think this is going to be a good game. New York Jets at the Detroit Lions. Mark Sanchez hasn't looked all that great the last couple weeks. Uh, Matthew Stafford looked pretty good last week, threw for four touchdowns, but you know obviously his foot is bothering him. I think the Jets are going to eke out a victory here, 27-24, but I think this game is going to be a lot closer than than people would think at first blush. Most people would probably say, oh, Detroit's going up against that Jets defense. They won't score. I think it's actually going to be a fairly high-scoring game. Uh, I don't know if I believe it's going to be high-scoring. I also don't agree that the Jets win. I think Detroit wins. I think they win by a touchdown. Um, It's been no secret that I'm not impressed by Mark Sanchez, and last week was... Not great. Although he he was better than his stats suggested, I'll give him that. But really, I'm only looking to start him if you're in a two-quarterback league. It's going to be a close game. Uh, I would say you can go ahead and start Braylon Edwards and Jericho Cotri. Um, I would not start Brad Smith. I would absolutely look to start LaDainian Tomlinson and Sean Green because the passing game is just not working as well as it should be, so the run game is going to be very prevalent. I would start tight end Dustin Keller, and I would go ahead and start the kicker in the defense just because I think more scored off. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe Mark Sanchez had a bad pregame meal last week, or maybe he was rusty from the bye week, or it was the wind bothering him. So I'm willing to give him a pass. Somebody get him a hot dog. <laughs> well, that too. That, I mean, he seems to like those. So for Detroit. Assuming that Matthew Stafford is healthy enough to play, you definitely want to start him. And Calvin Johnson, he's probable with a shoulder injury. Start him. Brandon Pettigrew, tight end Brandon Pettigrew, is questionable with an ankle injury. Assuming he's good to go, you want to start him. If not, uh, tight end Tony Scheffler should be started. The defense is worth starting in this game, and kicker Jason Hansen is worth starting in this game. I'm not a fan of running backs, uh, Javid Best or Kevin Smith. Uh, Javid Best is probable with a toe injury. Kevin Smith is questionable with a knee injury. Either way, Jets' run defense is a lot better than their pass defense has been this season, so I don't think you want to start either of those running backs. Wide receivers, Nate Burleson and Bryant Johnson, I think you, you can start them. They're, for me, they're maybes. 
go ahead and start them if you're missing some guys because of bye weeks or if you happen to have a lot of uh, San Diego Charger wide receivers on your roster. Uh, Johnson's probable with a foot injury, but uh, looks like he'll play. I'm going to disagree with you on Javid Best, as I do every week. Um, he says his what has coach he done? so much better. I, I am done? still a believer. I am on the Javid Best train, okay? <laughs> He's not going to get any rushing yards against that Jets defense. Well, maybe he'll get a couple. I'm not as scared of the Jets defense as clearly everybody else in the world is. I'm not scared of them. I just think that they're much more apt to attack them <laughs> through the air, but we'll see. Maybe they'll throw the ball to Javid mm-hmm. Best. He has over 300 yards receiving this season, so that I could see. But There's I your answer. What has he done? There's your answer. <laughs> well, 600 total yards through half the season for a rookie, that, that's not bad. But I just, I just don't think he's a must-start every week, as, as you seem to think. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still going for it. All right, but, but then again, take everything I'm... say with a grain of salt <laughs> because I recommended Ryan Matthews as my rookie of the year, and that doesn't look like that's happening. No, I recommended Javid Best. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll grant you that Javid Best has been better than Ryan Matthews this season, but not by much. Well, let's move on. We'll see who wins this argument next week. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about Darius Hayward Bay later? Speaking oh, of arguments. If we have to. If we have to. <laughs> okay. So next game up on the agenda here is Miami at Baltimore. I think this will also be a close game, but I think Miami is going to have just enough offense to win. They seem to be able to eke out these close victories on the road, and I think they're going to do it again this week. I say they beat Baltimore 24-21. I... I think I actually agree with you on all of this, score included, winner included. I I wish Miami's record showed how good of a team they are, but I think this week they're going to slay a giant, if you will, and get some street cred. But uh, I'm looking to start a lot of, of Miami players because I do think they'll have a good game. I would start Chad Henney, but probably still only if you're in a two-quarterback league. I don't know if I'm ready to make the jump to an elite quarterback, one of the top 12 just yet. But Brandon Marshall, I would go ahead and start. I would start Devon Bass. He's been promoted to the number two receiver over Brian Hartline, who I would sit this week. Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams, they are not what they should be. Ronnie Brown's getting more touches, but Ricky Williams is more productive when he has the ball of the two. If I had to pick one, I might go Ronnie Brown just edging over Ricky Williams, but you can start either of them still. They are still somewhat productive. I would say no to tight end Anthony Fasano. He's pretty much been a bust. Yes to the kicker, and I would say no to the defense because I think this is a fairly high-scoring game. On the Baltimore side of things, I think the guys you want to start are running back Ray Rice. Wide receivers, Anquan Bolden and Derek Mason. Mason's probable with an ankle injury. Tight end Todd Heap, who is probable with his back injury still from that hit a couple weeks ago, and I would start the defense just because I don't think it's going to be quite as high-scoring, apparently, as, as you do, Jana. And for the no ways, I say Dante Stallworth is listed as probable with a foot injury, but he's kind of like the great pumpkin when it comes to playing football this season. And I also say mm-hmm. no to kicker Billy Condiff. Quarterback Joe Flacco, he's a maybe... Uh, running back Willis McGahee and wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada. I also think they're maybes for this week. All right. I I, I don't mean that it's going to be a huge shootout. I just think that both teams are going to score more points than you really want your defense giving up. I would start the Baltimore defense out of the two, but I don't think it's worth starting Miami this week. So we can, we can put that one on the to-be-continued list. So speaking of to be continued, we've got uh, New England going up against their former defensive coordinator, Eric Mangini, who's now coaching, if you can call it that, the Cleveland Browns. So this, I think, is also, I think this might be a higher scoring game than either of the other two. I I think New England will win, but I think it's going to be something on the order of 30 to 27 for a final score. What do you think? Uh, I don't believe in Cleveland quite as much as you do. Um, 
New England's defense, I, in my opinion, has been steadily getting better. I think that this week is no exception. I do like Colt McCoy. He's doing a great job for the position he's in, but I think Tom Brady and the Patriots win this pretty handily, at least by seven. And I think you can go ahead and start most of these guys. Absolutely start Tom Brady. I'd start Danny Woodhead. I would start Wes Welker. Um, Brandon Tate could be a decent pickup if you're looking for somebody. Uh, he's owned in about half the leagues. If you need somebody for a filler, it's an interesting option. Um, Dion Branch, if he plays, I would start, and I would go ahead and start Ben Jarvis Greenellis, the law firm. Aaron Hernandez, I don't know what's going on with him, but if he if he plays, absolutely start him. If not, um, maybe Ron Gronkowski, if he's around, go ahead and pick him up. And I would start the kicker, and I would start the defense. So, everybody. <laughs> so, for Cleveland, I'm not quite as optimistic about their offense, but I do think they're going to be able to throw the ball on New England's secondary. I don't know how much they're going to be able to run, but we'll see. Quarterback Colt McCoy, I would start him. I would start wide receiver uh, Josh Cribbs. I would start tight end Ben Watson and the kicker Phil Dawson. I would not start, um, well, it sounds like the Browns aren't going to start Jake DeLome or, or Seneca Wallace either, but if they either one of them ends up being the starting quarterback this week, I would not start them. You know, With those ankle injuries, I, I just think they're going to be have limited mobility and, and you know, New England would just tee off on them. And I also don't start Cleveland's defense because I think the game is going to be high scoring. I'd say running back Peyton Hillis is a maybe. Obviously, I like what he's done this season, but I just don't think he'll be able to do as much against the Patriots' front seven. Wide receiver um, Brian Rubisky, he's maybe a start this week, Mohamed Masakoy if he's healthy enough to play, and Chancey Stuckey. I think all three of those guys are maybe. I just don't know which of the three of them would be the secondary target after uh, Cribs and maybe Watson. So I think this will be an interesting game. We'll see. Let's move on to San Diego and Houston. This one, I think, is not going to be an interesting game. I think San Diego is going to win this in a rout. I just I think they're going to start playing the way you know, people expect them to. I mean, if you look at their offense and defense, they're both you know, among the top-ranked units in the league, and their record obviously doesn't reflect that yet. But I think Houston coming off the short week, I think Indianapolis exposed some flaws there, especially in their, in their, in their pass defense. And I think Phillip Rivers is going to throw for about 800 yards in this game, and I think San Diego wins 38-17. I think exactly the opposite. I think it's going to be a route, but I think Houston is going to be doing the crushing. Mm. Um, I I looked like I was crazy in the preseason when I said I didn't think San Diego was going to be very good, and for a few weeks it did look like I was an idiot, but now not so much. I think San Diego is starting to show its true colors. I think there are too many injuries to overcome right now. Having uh, an entire practice squad as your starting wide receiver core is not a great <laughs> like. Uh, he basically had that last them. week, and he almost threw for 400 yards. I I don't think it's going to happen again. I'm not impressed. Uh, you don't think, I think Antonio Philip Gates Rivers is going to catch? Go ahead, I'm listening. I think Philip Rivers is a great quarterback, and I think you absolutely start him, but I think Houston wins this at least 10 points. Um, that being said, I'd start Phillip Rivers, I'd start Patrick Creighton, I'm not interested in Richard Goodman or uh, Gary Banks or any of the other cast of characters that are going to be playing wide receiver. Uh, if you're looking for a running back, go ahead and start Mike Tolbert. Ryan Matthews is, I think, somebody you can still start, but more closer to a flex player. He's not. He should not be your number one running back. Um, and Antonio Gates, go ahead and start. He's going to play through his toe injury, but I wouldn't start the kicker. I wouldn't start the defense. I think they're going to give up a, a lot of points. It's pretty funny. So we're both singing of the praises of the team that we're not analyzing <laughs> for this game, which is kind of cool. But <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so for Houston, I think you start Arian Foster just because I think they're not going to be able to throw at all or not much. So 
I think they're going to spend most of the game trying to establish their run game. Wide receiver Andre Johnson is questionable. He aggravated his ankle injury in the Monday night game. And Owen Daniels. He'll play. He'll play. He will, but how effective is he going to be? He might be hobbling around the field like he was at the end of the game there. You know, so we'll see with him. And tight end Owen Daniels has just been a train wreck this season. He's questionable with a hamstring injury, but I would start him just because I think that that uh, Matt Schaub isn't going to have a lot of time to throw and he'll be using Daniels as his outlet. So we'll see. I would not start Derek Ward because I think Foster is going to get the bulk of the carries. I wouldn't start the defense, and I would not start kicker Neil Rackers. Maybe for Matt Schaub, I know people still think of him as a top-flight quarterback, but I've actually been quite disappointed in him this season. And I would also say maybe to wide receivers Kevin Walter and Jacoby Jones. We see this game totally differently. (laughs) That we do. I would would not even think about starting Owen Daniels, but I'm I'm very interested to talk about this next week and see who is actually right. <laughs> All right, mark it down. We'll 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 pick this to be continued. So next yeah. game, I think it might be close, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as interesting as a lot of the other games this week. And that's Chicago at Buffalo. And Chicago started off like gangbusters, and they've just. Their offensive line has resembled you know, a set of turnstiles lately, and I think that's going to continue, but I think their defense is going to hold Buffalo to 20 points, and I think Chicago is going to figure out how to score 24 points, so I think they'll win this game 24-20. I'm going on the record. This is the week Buffalo gets their first win. I'm excited about it. It's happening. <laughs> we send a congratulatory uh, note already to uh, Chan Gailey? Maybe. Maybe I'll order some balloons. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you should just send a big finger-shaped balloon, a middle finger-shaped balloon to Ralph Wilson. No, no, that was Bud Adams that did that. <laughs> we, so we don't want to do that. Uh, Never mind. No, your, your idea is um, better. But looking at Chicago, I think if you're in a two-quarterback league, go ahead and start Jay Cutler. Um, I still like Johnny Knox, even though his numbers haven't been huge. I think he's a nice piece, especially with so many wide receivers injured or on a bye this week. Um, Maybe Earl Bennett if you need a filler. Again, maybe Devin Hester. He's not getting a ton of receiving yards. It's mostly on returns, and I I think he has some upside this week. I would definitely start Matt Forte at running back. I'm not interested in Chester Taylor, but I would go ahead and start tight end Greg Olson. And I would say yes to the kicker and maybe to the defense. Again, this really depends on what your options are and whether or not you actually believe Buffalo wins this game. Even if they do win, I don't think it's going to be a shootout by any means. I don't think either offense is capable of that this week. For Buffalo, I'm going to suggest starting wide receiver Steve Johnson and Lee Evans. I would start their defense, and I would start kicker Ryan Lindell. I would not start running backs Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller. Chicago, if they do have a strength on defense, it's their, um, you know, their run defense. And you know, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know he's put up you know, four good games in a row there. Five good. Well, last week wasn't exactly good, but you know, he only scored ten points. But he's he's put up four out of five good games, but I think this week he's at best a maybe. I don't start him unless I have bi-week issues or unless my only other options are the Arizona quarterbacks. And I would also say maybe to tight end Sean Nelson, but all in all, I don't think you're going to get a ton of fantasy value out of either of these teams on Sunday. No, I have to agree on that. Um, Our next game, I don't know if it's exactly right with fantasy value either. Arizona and Minnesota. How do you see this one? I'm going to go with Minnesota by 10 points, 27-17, just because I don't think Arizona has a quarterback. I think they may actually have to use John Skelton in this game. I don't I don't know if they're that. I mean, they're pretty desperate, but I don't know if they're they're going to get to that point. Um I I think Minnesota wins this. I think there's a lot of drama. I think they have not a lot of great wide receiver threats if Percy Harvin doesn't play especially. 
and the ever-evolving Brett Favre saga. I doubt he finishes this game. I'd be surprised if he gets into the second court, into the second half. Um, but if you're looking at Arizona for fantasy value, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that your team has gotten to this point. I would only use Derek Anderson if you absolutely have to. Uh, I'm sure there are cases where people have to, being so many buys and injuries and drama. See Brett Favre. You're better off um, starting for Warner this week. Yeah, you might be. <laughs> I would start Larry Fitzgerald and Steve Breston. Um, Anderson's going to try to throw. He's got to have some targets. Those are the two options. Um, I like Tim Hightower and Beanie Wells both. You're going to get some value out of them both. I'm just not sure how much. No tight end, no kicker, no defense. Please draft better next year if your team is full of Cardinals players. (laughs) Well, no defense describes Arizona pretty well, and that's why I think Minnesota is going to be able to put up 27 points even with uh, quarterback Tavarius Jackson taking over for Brett Favre at some point. So I think Minnesota is just going to have – they could run the ball 50 times in this game. I think Arizona has no run defense. I think Adrian Peterson is – probably along with Michael Turner, the two guys that I'm most excited about this week in terms of running back production. Wide receiver Percy Harvin, he's questionable with the ankle injury, as Jana mentioned. If he is healthy enough to start, you start him. Tight end Asante Shanko, you start him, start the defense, and start kicker Ryan Longwell. I would say maybe with Brett Favre, I just don't know how healthy he is, and I'm questioning his ability to make it through the whole game in one piece, so... I, I I know he's going to try to play even if his right arm gets ripped off, but you don't want that you know, on your team. So I would suggest not starting him if you can help it. Running back Toby Gerhardt, I'd also put him as a maybe, as well as wide receivers Bernard Berrien and uh, Greg Camarilla, who might have a larger role now that Randy Moss has moved on to uh, bluer and whiter pastures. <laughs> um, I think Greg Camarillo, if he's not owned in your league, now might be a nice time to grab him. <laughs> All righty. So moving along to the, the the game for first place, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. I actually think this is going to be a good game. I know most people would look at this and say, ah, Tampa Bay, they're not for real. Who have they beaten? They've played a bunch of stiffs. But I, I think their defense obviously leaves a lot to be desired, and Josh Freeman's not a – top 12 quarterback by any means yet. But I, I think with LeGarrette Blount and all there, I think they're going to generate enough offense to keep this interesting. But ultimately, I think Atlanta's just going to be able to run rough shot over Tampa Bay's defense. And I'll go with Atlanta 27, Tampa 24. I can agree with you. <laughs> Stop the press. Uh, I, I not only can agree with you, but I will agree with you. I know. It's very exciting. And I think that this is going to be a fun game to watch. I'm hoping that I get to see a fair amount of it that Red Zone will let me. <laughs> um, but I I think there's going to be a, a decent amount of fantasy value on both sides of the ball. Uh, obviously, LeGarrette Blount made his statement last week. Hopefully, he can continue to do so. Uh, I would start Josh Freeman in a two-quarterback league. I would start wide receiver Mike Williams. I would say no to Sammy Strouder, maybe to Aurelius Ben, just because they need other targets and he seems like the guy that they're going to go to. Um, obviously start LeGarrette Blunt. I would only start Cadillac Williams as a flex player or if you need a filler spot because he will still get a few looks, but obviously it's going to be decreased after LeGarrette Blunt's performance last week. Um, I would go ahead and start tight end Kellen Winslow again, only if you need to, and mostly because Josh Freeman needs people to throw to. I would say no to the kicker and no to the defense, though. You might also want to start Cadillac Williams if your only other choice is job at best. Dirty lies. <laughs> don't do that. Okay. <laughs> we we don't. Choice. Yes, my tongue was planted <laughs> firmly in my cheek when I said that, so I don't want anybody going out and actually doing that. For Atlanta, running back Michael Turner, I think he's going to have, I think he should have at least 150 yards rushing in this game, score a couple of touchdowns. So he's one of my favorite starts for this week. Roddy White, I think 
they'll probably quadruple or quintuple team him, but I think you still start him. Tight end Tony Gonzalez, you start him, start the defense, and start kicker Matt Bryant, who, whose name I like a lot because his last name, Ryan, is actually a subset of the quarterback's uh, – no, I got that backwards. The quarterback's <laughs> name, Ryan, is actually a subset of the kicker's name, and I just think that's really cool. Don't ask me why. I would say maybe for Matt Ryan, I don't think he's going to put up huge numbers just because, as with Brett Favre in the Minnesota game, I think Atlanta's just going to be pounding the ball on the ground all day. So Matt Ryan, I say, is a maybe for this game. Wide receiver Michael Jenkins, I think, could be a nice fill-in if you need one for this week. And also, if they do actually quintuple cover uh, Roddy White, then it stands to reason that Michael ja- Michael Jenkins might actually be open. So I, I like his prospects for this week too. I I like Matt Ryan a little bit more than you do, I think, but I I think he's definitely a two quarterback league starter. He's not quite in the top twelve, I don't think yet. No, no, and okay. I was saying before the season started that he would be, and that hasn't quite happened yet. But there's still time. There's I still half the season. So- <laughs> so, moving um, right along. Rolling. So, next game up is New Orleans at Carolina. I have been underwhelmed by both of these teams' offenses this year, especially New Orleans. I don't know what's going on there. Their offensive line doesn't seem to be able to give Drew Brees enough time to get the ball to that potent group of receivers that he has. But I think they will score enough in this game just because – I don't think Carolina could score more than 14 points if they tried. And I'll go with a final score of New Orleans 20, Carolina 13. I have I I was never crazy about Carolina even coming into the season, and they've pretty much just backed up my thesis. <laughs> New Orleans, like you, I'm kind of stunned because they didn't lose that many pieces, but they really aren't are, – a fifth of what they were scoring last year. Um, we're definitely not seeing any 50-point games out of them. But I think they they probably score a little bit more than you think they will. I think maybe 24 or 27 points out of them. But I don't think Carolina makes this close at any point. I think New Orleans is going to take the lead early and keep it. Um, absolutely start your breeze. I would say out of the receivers, the only one I would definitely start is Marquise Colston. Um Probably Robert Meacham I'm okay with starting as well, but Lance Moore, Devery Henderson, maybes. Again, if you need a filler, they're, they're options because you never know which of the, the groups going to have a huge game, and inevitably it will be the one you leave on your bench. <laughs> exactly. uh, I'm, not crazy. I'm not crazy about the running backs they're putting on the field right now. If you need to pick one, obviously go with Chris Ivory. He looks like he's going to get the bulk of the carries. But if you have other options, I'd go with those. Uh, no to the tight end. I'm not crazy about Shockey. Uh, I would say yes to the kicker and yes to the defense, just because I think there will be a fair amount of extra points and field goals happening for Garrett Harley, even though he's got a bit of a sore ankle. It kind of blows my mind that, that, that Carolina almost beat them a month ago that the game was actually yeah. quite close. I, actually, I think this will be pretty close, too. At that point, we still thought that that was just a fluke and that New Orleans was having a Super Bowl hangover. But I think most of it just boils down to the fact that they don't have their backfield. You know, when you lose Pierre Thomas and Reggie Bush and all, you know, that's that's quite a bit of uh, ground to make up there, and they don't have Mike Bell anymore. So yeah. anyway, on to the exciting Carolina Panthers Wide receiver Steve Smith, I think you still start him, even though he's been really disappointing this year. Uh, Tight end Dante Rosario, I would start him in this game just under the safety valve theory. And I would start the defense just because I don't think New Orleans is going to score a lot of points. I would say no to quarterback Matt Moore, no to running back D'Angelo Williams, who's questionable with a foot injury, and no to kicker John Casey because I don't think he's going to score enough points to be worthwhile. Maybe two running backs, Jonathan Stewart and even Mike Goodson, if you need somebody to fill in. And wide receivers, David Geddes and Brandon LaFell, I think are also maybes. I like LaFell a little bit more than Geddes, but we'll see. All right. Moving right along. We're at your Giants and the Seahawks. 
yeah, on to the late games here. This this game I don't think is going to be close. The Giants have traditionally had problems coming out of the bye week, especially under Tom Coughlin, but I just I think they would really have to just play their practice squad the whole game in order to lose this game. And I'm usually not confident about the Giants, but this week I think they should really roll. I think they're going to win this game by almost three touchdowns. I'll go with a final score of New York 34, Seattle 14. Uh, I I think you're right. This is going to get ugly fast for Seattle. Uh, it's no secret I don't like Eli Manning because I'm a Cowboys fan, but Charlie Whitehurst doesn't scare anybody at quarterback for Seattle, and it doesn't look like Matt Hasselbeck's going to play. And even when he is in the lineup, the offense isn't doing anything. Their defense isn't stopping anybody. Uh, so I think you can go ahead, and if you have anybody that's even – played for the Giants ever at some point in their life on your fantasy roster, you might want to go ahead and start them. Uh, go ahead and start Eli. I would start Steve Smith, Mario Manningham. Go ahead and start Ahmed Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs as a flex player. Tight end Kevin Boss. I would say he, maybe not the kicker, but I would go ahead and start the defense. And Hakeem Nix, you would include him too? Oh, yes. Sorry. Skipped okay. over his name there. <laughs> no, that's fine. I Everybody just wanted to make sure you mother. didn't. I just wanted to make sure you you didn't know something that I didn't. Or, so <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. So now with Seattle, uh, this this is it's hard to really recommend anybody in this game. But I'll go ahead, hold my nose, and say that if you need to, I would start Mike Williams. He's questionable with a knee injury. He might not even play in that case. Obviously, you don't want to start him. But if he does start. They've got to throw the ball to someone. It might as well be him. Tight end John Carlson, I would also start, again, under the safety valve theory. I would say no to whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Matt Hasselbeck with his concussion or Charlie Whitehurst without a concussion. Start. I would not start either of the running backs, Marshawn Lynch or Justin Forsett, because I think Giants defense will shut those two guys down. Wide receiver, um, uh, Golden Tate is questionable with an ankle injury. You don't start him. I wouldn't start Deion Butler either. No to the defense and no to kicker Orlando Mare because he might get on the field to try a couple extra points, and that's about it. Deion Butler actually is probably a start if he does play because he doesn't play for Seattle anymore. <laughs> no, Deion Branch Deion doesn't Branch, play for I'm Seattle. Sorry. Deion I'm Butler. <laughs> don't confuse your Deion. Uh, well, we just talked about the Giants, who are not great after a bye. Let's look at Philadelphia, who is every year is about two wins two games for every one they lose after the bye are phenomenal coming off the bye. They're playing Indianapolis. What do you think? I think they're going to win this game. I, I know Indianapolis looked like world beaters Monday night, but again, I'm just not very impressed with Houston at this point. I think Philadelphia will win this game 27 to 24, and who knows who their quarterback is going to be? Whether it's I know Vic is starting, but whether you know, for all I know, Mike Kafka could end up you know, playing quarterback for them. But uh, I, I think Philadelphia will win this game 27-24. I think it'll be a good game, a fun game to watch. But I think Philadelphia wins. I think it will be a good game to watch. I plan on watching it. I think it will be close, but I just think. Peyton in the last few minutes of the fourth is going to drive them down the field, kick a field goal, and they'll win this 27-24. <laughs> All right, you can put um, this one in that same folder with the, uh, with the uh, which which was the other game, the San Diego-Houston game that we disagreed on. Yeah, well, it, it's going to be good. I think if you have the game in your area, you should absolutely watch it. I would go ahead and start Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, um, I would start Pierre Garçon maybe as a flex player for Blair White. I would say no to Anthony Gonzalez. Running back-wise, since it's a revolving situation, it's like musical chairs there, it seems Donald Brown is going to be the one sitting when the music stops, so he's going to be the starter this week. Um, the other assorted running backs, I would say no to. If you're going to get take one of them, do Donald Brown and just leave the rest. Go ahead and start tight end uh, Jacob Tammy. I have been impressed with what he's done so far in the wake of the Dallas Clark injury. 
And I would start the kicker, but not the defense, because like you said, it's going to be close. For Philadelphia, I would start Michael Vick with his ribs. He's probable. Running back with Sean McCoy, I think, is going to have a big game. He's healthy, and I like his chances this weekend. And I would also start wide receivers, Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. Jackson, as we all know, is probable with a concussion that he suffered a couple weeks ago in the game against uh, Atlanta. But I, I like you know, him, too. You know, he's practicing this week, and it seems like he's okay. I start tight end Brent Selleck. I start the defense, and I start kicker David Akers. No to Kevin Cobb, obviously, assuming that he doesn't play. No to quarterback Mike Kafka. And uh, maybe for Jerome Harrison, just because I think the Eagles are going to rush for a lot of yards in this game. And depending on how healthy uh, Jackson is, uh, wide receiver Jason Avant might also be a good flex play for this week. I I might even go ahead and look at Riley Cooper if you need a pickup uh, to fill some spots. He might not be a bad option as a flex player. Um, he's recovered from his concussion or whatever that was? Yep, he's played the last two weeks. Well, not last week they had a bye, but the last two games. Okay. So shall we move on to Kansas City and Oakland? Yeah, I, another game I think will be close, but not quite in the same way. <laughs> yeah, I can't see either of these teams scoring more than 24 points. I think both the defenses are better than the offenses for both these teams. And much as it pains to see to me to say this, because I do like the Chiefs a lot. They were one of my favorite teams as a kid. But I think Oakland's going to win this game 24-20. Quite frankly, I don't think... He- either of these teams is breaking 21 points. I think Kansas City edges out Oakland. Uh, I don't think this is exactly going to be the game of the week. I think it will be close, but I think Matt Castle, well, more so Thomas Jones and Jamal Charles, will get this done. If you're looking for people to start, go ahead and start Matt Castle in a two-quarterback league. He is, over the course of his career, very good against Oakland, uh, his numbers are great across the board. He's got a 2 and one record against them, and I like his chances this week. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, go ahead and start. That's the only wide receiver I'm really interested in. But running backs Thomas Jones and Jamal Charles, I would go ahead and start them both. And tight end Tony Modiaki. I would start the kicker just because I think this is going to be more of a field goal game, but not the defense. All right. Well, I hope as a as a Chief fan, or at least as a former Chief fan, I hope you're right. And for <laughs> Oakland, yeah, who knows what's going on with their quarterback situation there. Tom Cable keeps making noise about how he's going to start Bruce Gretkowski you know, as soon as he's healthy again, but I'm not buying that. Gretkowski is questionable with a shoulder injury. I don't start him, even if he does start. Quarterback Jason Campbell, I do start, assuming that he is getting the start. Running back Darren McFadden, I would start him. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay, who is questionable with a shoulder injury, but assuming he's healthy enough to play, I would start him this week. Same thing with Zach Miller, questionable with a foot injury. If he's healthy enough to start, start him and start the defense. I'd say maybe to Michael Bush. I'd say no to Marcel Reese. I know he's been on people's radar screens the last couple weeks, but again, unless you're really desperate, I don't start him. I say no to kicker Sebastian Janikowski, no to wide receiver Lewis Murphy, who's questionable, still with his lung injury, and that's all i got to say on this game. Let's move on to a game that I have a lot of interest in, but also makes me very sad at the same time. Dallas. Who are you going to root for in this game? I know you're a big Aaron Rodgers fan, but you're also you know, bleeding cowboy blue there, so who, who are you going to root for here? Um... I'm not really going to root for anybody. I'm just going to watch the game and hope nobody else gets injured on the Cowboys and that Aaron Rodgers puts up a ton of fantasy points for me. So if there were a way that Aaron Rodgers could put up 50 points for me but the Cowboys would still win, that'd be great. But I don't think that's happening in any way, shape, or form that the Cowboys can beat Green Bay. Um, What do you think? (laughs) I think think Green Bay is going to win this game, but... I don't know. John Kitna, yes, he threw a lot of interceptions last week, but most of them were his receiver's fault. 
two of them were absolutely not his fault. I think two of them were probably still on him. But, I mean, even with that, he still threw for 370 yards or whatever it was. As far as you know, separating the fantasy value from the team's actual one-loss record, I think there's a fair amount of fantasy value there for the rest of the season. I'm starting to buy into your theory that Tony Romo, they're probably not going to bother bringing him back to a team that's 2-10 and 10 or whatever they're going to be by the time he's eligible to come back. So... I, I think you know, there's some value there, but I still think Green Bay is going to win this game. The, both the teams are beat up somewhat, but I'll go with Green Bay 27-21. I would be thrilled if Dallas could actually put up 21 points. I don't know if they can. Um, I think Green Bay wins. I I think it can be a close game, but I think Green Bay will separate themselves come the second half. I would go ahead and search on Kitna in a two-quarterback league. Like you said, he threw for a ton of yards. Interceptions are not great, though. Again, only half were his fault. I would start Miles Austin. I would go ahead and start Des Bryant. I'm not ready to start Roy Williams with John Kitna at quarterback. Uh, it took him two years to get chemistry with Tony Romo. I don't think it's going to happen overnight with Kitna. Absolutely start tight end Jason Witten. I would start Felix Jones at running back. Maybe Marion Barber if you need somebody to fill or a flex spot. I would start the kicker, but not the defense. Again, I think Green Bay puts up a fair amount of points against them. And Dallas beats themselves with 100 penalties every game, as is. I'm just hoping that they score at least a few touchdowns, so we'll get to see what idiotic uh, touchdown celebration they have planned for us this week. I'm hoping Jerry Jones is actually going to run out on the field and vault over the players. That's what I'm rooting for. Well, thanks. (laughs) <laughs> if it happens, remember you heard it here first And if it doesn't happen Then it was just some crazy guy talking on Blog Talk Radio so, That sound you for, hear is my face hitting the desk <laughs> Because it was so obvious, right? Exactly, Maybe not. exactly. Okay, thanks. thanks for humoring me all right, for Green Bay, I would start quarterback Aaron Rodgers He's probable with his ankle But he could probably do well against Dallas with one leg at this point. Wide receiver Greg Jennings, I start him, and I'd also start uh, tight end Anthony Corliss, who's questionable with a shoulder injury, and I start the defense, and I start kicker Mason Crosby. I don't start running back John Kuhn. Um, Wide receiver Donald Driver, who, as Jana mentioned, is out with a quad injury. Obviously, you don't want to start him since he's not playing. And tight end Donald Lee, don't start him either. Maybe to wide res- to running back Brandon Jackson, and maybe to wide receivers James Jones and Jordy Nelson. Now the driver isn't going to play. I-, I think James Jones will probably get the start there, and he's actually looked quite good in his limited number of uh, play- limited amount of playing time this week. Last uh, this year, last week against the Jets, obviously nobody on Green Bay's offense looked that good, but I think he could have a good game here. So. James Jones, mark him down, start him. He might he might be uh, an interesting waiver pickup, which we'll get to in uh, just a few minutes here. All right, so we're done with this game. So we're just left with the Monday night extravaganza, which probably looked more appealing to the schedule makers than when they put it together than it does now. But we've got Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. This was, of course, supposed to be a battle for first place in the AFC North, but that's not happening. Cincinnati is already pretty much on the clock for next year. Pittsburgh, I think, is going to win this game. I think it's going to be fairly high scoring. I'll go with a final score of Pittsburgh 28, Cincinnati 24. I I don't know if Cincinnati can score that many points. I'm really disappointed in Carson Palmer right now. I don't know what's going on there, but I don't like it. I think Pittsburgh wins. I think they win by 10 points. I think Cincinnati stays in it. They always kind of rise to the occasion within the division, but I I don't think this will be quite as close as you do. Um, I would go ahead and start Big Ben. I would start wide receivers Mike Wallace and Heinz Ward. I would say no to Antoine Randall, though. He's just not showing up fantasy-wise. Obviously, you start running back Richard Mendenhall, And I'd also pass on tight end Heath Miller. I thought he would really come on now that Ben Roethlisberger's back since they had had good rapport in the past. But 
the last couple of weeks he's just he had one good game and now he's really he's had has like four catches over the last two games and it's just not worth it. There are better options out there. Uh, I would start Jeff Reed, the kicker, and I would start the defense because I don't think Cincinnati's going to put up quite that many points. On the Cincinnati side, I still start Carson Palmer for fantasy purposes. He's thrown for quite a few yards. He just has a knack for throwing untimely interceptions, but you know, that's still only minus two points in fantasy, and if he's going to throw for, for 300, 350 yards he could, and a couple touchdowns, he could still be a useful fantasy performer for you, even if his team loses the game. I would start wide receivers Terrell, Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco. I'd start tight end Jermaine Gresham. I don't like Cedric Benson's chances of running well against Pittsburgh's defense. I don't like the Cincinnati defense in this game, and I don't like kicker Mike Nugent. And wide receiver Jordan Shipley, I would start him if I'm down a guy or two because of buys or injuries or what have you. He's he's a maybe for me, but he's a good filler if you need him. Yeah, um, Bill Simmons last week said something interesting about Carson Palmer. He said he's the luckiest bad quarterback right now. Because honestly, he there was that interception that bounced out of a, a defender's hands into To's hands in the end zone last week. Like he really has had a lot of breaks, and that I, in my opinion, I feel like it's making his stats look better than they actually are. I'm still disappointed in him, but I agree. I don't think you can sit him yet, but I think it's coming. <laughs> hmm. I, I would still um, start him over the Arizona quarterbacks. Put it that way. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, but we do have a few minutes left. I want to take a look at some waiver wire pickups since there are so many injuries, there's so much uncertainty at some of these positions, and a lot of teams still on buys this week. Um, give you a couple so of ideas I, if you need to fill holes. Yeah, why don't we just go um, position by position and each give a couple of, of people that we're high on from the waiver wire, and we might actually agree on some of these, but who are a couple of quarterbacks right, you that you would ahead. recommend? <laughs> who, who are a couple of quarterbacks that you would recommend people pick up this week? Uh, if Matt Stafford's not owned, snag him. Same goes for Chad Henney, if you can get either of them, and they're still available in a fair amount of leagues. I would absolutely go with both of them. I think there's a lot of upside for the rest of the season, not just for this week. I agree with you on Chad Henney. He was one of the two that I came up with. And the other one that I'm really high on, at least for fantasy purposes, is John Kitna. I just They have no semblance of a running game right now. seems like the only way they can move the ball is through the air. And I think he's going to be throwing the ball a ton the last uh, seven, eight weeks of the season. So if the all you're after... <laughs> Pardon? The run game will come. I think it's – I'm not quite as high on John Kitten as you are, but I do agree if he's there, much better than options in Oakland and Arizona right now. And Cleveland and Carolina and a bunch of other <laughs> places. So how about uh, running backs? About, who are a couple uh, why, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, who are who are some running backs that you're looking at on the waiver wire this week? Uh, well, I was interested in Mike Hart, but now in uh, Indianapolis, he's injured now. Um, Mike Tolbert still available in some leagues in San Diego if you need a filler and nobody's picked him up yet. People in your league aren't really on their game, and go ahead and do that. Um, and, you know, I don't think there's a ton of unknown running back fantasy value right now. I'm not totally impressed with a lot of guys still left on the, the waiver wire. No. What do you think? Chris, Chris Ivory is still owned, I mean, unowned in a majority of leagues, and I, yeah, obviously he hasn't done much the last couple weeks, but I think he still could provide some fantasy value. If you're desperate and he's still out there, go ahead. I, I obviously like LeGarrette Blunt more than I do Chris Ivory at this point, but Blunt is probably gone in your league after last week. And Donald Brown is another one. A lot of people have cut him loose because of the injuries and all, but he might be the only healthy back in Indianapolis this week, so he's somebody else that I would take and, a look at. Uh, just really quick, no explanations. You want to throw out a couple of wide receiver names for just about out of time. Patrick Creighton and Michael Jenkins. Okay, I like Jordan Shipley. I like Riley Cooper. Um, maybe Brandon Tate in in uh, 
the Patriots organization, and Earl Bennett in Chicago. All right. How about tight ends? I'll go with um, Ben Watson and Anthony Fasano. Uh, Jacob Tammy in Indianapolis and Tony Moyaki. I've actually seen a few people drop him the last couple of weeks, and I think that's crazy in Kansas City. I, I agree. Uh, thank you. Thanks for listening tonight, guys. Um, next week we'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we are every week. We'll be looking at key injuries again. Hopefully the list gets shorter. Uh, week 10 box. Number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com or on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. And you can visit the fantasyfootballsherpa.com blog and read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. And we will revisit San Diego Houston since we vehemently disagreed on that. All right, have a good week, everybody, and go Chargers. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.